We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Liu, my brother, mm. it is August. You know what that means. Oh, what does it mean? It means we are searching for NBA content while we are privately geeking out on NFL content 24-7. <laughs> um, it's, it's dry in Warriors. Although, I will say this, the Warriors are giving us little things. Yes, they are. Um. I'm expecting at some point Steph goes on vacation, but it does not seem like he will anytime soon. But yeah, meanwhile, I look at my timeline and it's just a civil war over the Niners 24 seven. Meanwhile, I, I look at my Raider friends and they're just like, yeah, I guess we got Jimmy. That sucks. <laughs> so not too much else going on. We, Hey, we got, we got our friend from over from Niner nation, special guest Akash joining us tonight. I feel like we got to have a Niners segment. At least until we get to like Warriors training camp every week, and and hey, if the season goes well, we we might as well have a Niners segment, you know, all season, right? And they are the Niners are, and we'll get to it. One of the most interesting teams year in year out because they're so 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 good, and yet there's so much to criticize. That's what makes them perfect for social media, for podcasts, for radio right like it makes our lives e- it makes anyone's job easier everybody that comes to niners they don't have to they don't even have to try to get topics like they just, they just go out there and they just talk qb all day long it's amazing well they're um they're in a different position than the warriors right because they're at like we know you're good we know you're on the precipice so like are you gonna do it or are we gonna you know are we going to have another conversation about how you're the Houston Rockets, you know, like, and, and I don't think, I don't think they're the James Harden Houston Rockets. Uh, but you know, if, if it's another year of championship game and some weird things happening and, you know, quarterback flaws showing and that sort of thing, like it's, it's hard to fight those allegations over time. It, it, I think they are. They've got so many good players. I mean, just, it's a different sport. They've got so many great guys, but. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll get to it. But at some at some point, at some point, you got to win a Super Bowl. If if the Niners just get to the Super Bowl and lose again next season, or, or is that an accomplishment? I don't know. 
I've seen so many Niners Super Bowl slash NFC Championship losses. I think I don't think they can hurt me anymore, Sam. But I'm sure they'll find a way this season. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. We'll save this for later. But it did kind of um, surprise me when I realized five five championship games in less than ten years. Like it's kind of consistent. But anyway, different topic. Um, a player who has won a championship. Well done, Andre Godala. Not sure. If he's coming back, we got an article today from Monty Poole mm. mentions, uh, and really it's Mike Dunleavy saying, uh, my sense is Andre's got other stuff going on, but he has my number. The phone is always on. Iguodala, you know, he's a troll. He's like, I'm currently unemployed. We'll see. You know, he's not willing to say he's retired or anything. Um, Dunleavy did mention we're communicating some this summer. We'll see. We're not going to close the door on anything. But my guess and my belief is he won't be back. Now, if you if you listen to it, I, I think it sounded like a stronger, I'm not going to, I'm not going to retire him for him. But like they're not anticipating him back. But you know, last year wasn't sure Andre was coming back and he came back. And they do have at least one open roster spot for a veteran. So where's your head at? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand the delay. I honestly, I thought he retired right when the season ended. Um, when he was on the court, Sam, he was good. He was fine on the court. All last three, season. all all thirty-two minutes or something. And that was the problem. It felt like any time he got on the court, he just he just smashed his hand or tweaked his back or just old people shit. Right? He just couldn't stay on the court. And I just thought, okay, like it's time. He, they're telling you whoever's whoever's. The basketball basketball guards are telling you to go away. It's time to go away. Here's what I think, though. I wonder if if Steph is is kind of telling him like, "Hey, this is the last shot," because they they've traded for Chris Paul. He's a vet. Like it's it, last season was still kind of transition year. Like this is it, right? Like this is the one. Chris Paul's not going to be here longer than this year. This is it. Let's go all of it. And, and Steph's like, "Give me." everything you have for one more season that's maybe what's happening is my closest guess because i thought he was was yeah i need someone to photoshop iguodala into that vince carter meme i got one more in me that's what i need right now. late stage vince carter very good player warriors could have used him i mean andre's like it's a joke but when he did play he could give you a good 10 to 15 minutes which is like all you're really asking for from that 14th roster guy like if i throw you out there can you play a competent basketball with energy, right? Like this shouldn't, if you're hanging on your 14th man, you have bigger roster issues. Um, you're just hoping to get someone who's like good locker room guy, good culture. And you throw him out there. He's smart. Like Juan Toscano Anderson played that role and Juan was great at it. Right. Obviously he's available. You know what I mean? Like JT was at least available versus versus Andre. True. Right? True. That's, that's, that's and, and that's, and that's the issue with Andre. Um, every time he got on the court, Game two, he broke something, which is the telltale sign of like, you're very close to 40, buddy. It might be time. Like, save the knees. Get to the golf course. I don't know. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, you, You've seen him. He's, ta- he's talking about some ventures and some golf stuff he's got going on. I think he's retiring, but I do think it's funny that like we're discussing Rudy Gay. 
I'm not really sure Rudy's a better player. Like it's the same thing, right? Like if anything, Andre is probably better if he can stay healthy just because he knows the system and he provides some of the intangibles a little more. So I just don't know that he can. And Rudy Gay at least seems like he can give you, he could be in Jersey 55 games, which is, you know, I mean, literally point. Rudy Gay last four seasons, 67, 63, 55 and 56. I mean, just mm-hmm. that's what he's going to give you. And, he's going to give you 55 with 15 minutes. And some and a lot of those were uh, he got healthy DMPs, so he was kind of playing that vet bench role where he's like, "I'm available. You let me know if tonight's a night I need to give you 15 minutes." Yeah, I think that is what like, I would probably prefer Andre than Rudy Gay, but Rudy Gay's more available. It feels like the Warriors don't want either. <laughs> feels like they, they're kind of hoping that it's. Lester Quinones wins out that 14 spot. Maybe someone younger, more athletic. Oh, different, different position, though, right? Right. Because, like, like, those guys. Weird, on, by the way. Weird. Andre will, play, uh, Andre will play the Draymond role. Like, he'll play a 4-5. Rudy plays that same role. Like, Lester's. But isn't it weird Lester, that they're Lester's like, oh, it's an open competition for the 14th spot? And it's like, they're like, okay, it's Lester fighting the 14th. I think it's weird. I haven't thought about it too heavily, but my assumption is they just want to keep Lester Quinones motivated because I think they want him to earn a roster spot by next season, but they want to keep him on a two-way. Like They just want to keep him motivated to stay with the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you brought up Chris Paul might not be on the team next year. No. Well, maybe Lester Quinones takes his spot, right? Like He's not a point guard, but he he's he's flirting with being an NBA rotation player. And they've invested a lot into his development. I'm sure they would like him to get there in the next six months, right? Otherwise, what's what's the point of all this development and all all that work, right? Yep, I agree. So I kind of think they want to see if someone like Gallinari gets bought out. Uh, So they don't want to. That's an actual impact. Like rotation guy. I mean, we're assuming it's the same guy who was pre-injury, but yeah. Yeah. Even if he's like 80%, he's sure. better than Andre and Rudy Gay. Best they could get. Sure. Best sure. And I think I, I think part of it is like, let's see if we can get Rudy Gay to just take a camp contract just so we can see our options type of deal. Uh, it's August. It's If you haven't signed a deal with a team now, you're probably going to wait till September to get a contract. So it's just kind of, they're doing what they're doing. And the way I read Dunleavy's statements, it's like Andre is a franchise legend. Uh, Whether he gets his Jersey retired or whatever they do with him, like he, he's very important to the franchise history. So it's just kind of like, let him announce he's leaving on his own terms. Don't be the guy who's like, we don't want it back. You know, Um, don't retire. Read the room. The retires jersey, um, but yeah, maybe he's just finding. Now that I think about it, what you said, he's probably just finding the right time to say he's retiring. He's probably finding the right like, maybe maybe it's uh maybe it's the first home game or something like that. He'll kind of he'll kind of be out there and maybe kind of just he'll, like he'll, a, ra- he'll raise his hand and then be like, oh my shoulder hurts, <laughs> and they'll just call it right. I, I think you know that's one of my favorite favorite warriors outside of the top three actually that is my favorite warrior outside of the, the core three guys so um yeah i think he's done he's got to be done so he's probably just finding a way to 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 go out the right the way that he wants to versus kind of like a random august retirement right that's kind of yeah. forever warrior Andre yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> the statue get him the fourth one 
fifth fifth one if KD gets one. So you know. <laughs> Remember Joe Lacob putting out the statement that KD will get a statue the minute he leaves. I'm like, oh so man. Good. So they retired his number right away. Right away. Like, all right, all right, Joey, we get it. We get it. Katie's been on four teams with... since. Steph, uh, let's talk Steph and then we'll get Akash on here. Steph talked to our guy Marcus Thompson today, gave a quote, and uh, this one stood out to me. Guys are gonna ask themselves to do things that maybe not all the way vibe with how they see themselves. The biggest thing, look at teams that have won. You realize that there is a certain way about how you go about to show up on a nightly basis. Everybody is important. Everyone is valuable. It's not going to look pretty the majority of the year for some guys. Some are going to be in and out of the rotation. Guys are going to have to be asked to do things they may not all the way vibe with how they see themselves. Listeff. I, I'm just, I'm just appreciating the. I mean, look at this picture. Look at that. Does that look like a guy who's fucking around? <laughs> we last week we talked about him going on the world tour, uh, promoting his movie. Uh, at the same time, he's going on a world tour talking about uh, y'all better win, y'all better try to win my way, or you can get the hell off my team. Is basically what he learned to box out, bitch. Yeah, basically is what he's saying. You know, <laughs> who do you think he's talking to? Dude, at first I thought this was about Poole and Kuminga, but I can make a case it's about Chris Paul. I can make a case it's about uh, Draymond and Clay. I kind of think it's more about Chris Paul and Kuminga more than anyone, but it it could apply to basically everyone except for Looney, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I, Wiggins, I think, is, is yeah. probably, probably a, a safe bet. It's not. Um, yeah, I think it's about Chris Paul. Um, it, it, coming is there, but I think I think I think their objective this season is maybe not play as much hardball with Kaminga. I, I think they treated him a little bit unfairly last season, gave him too short of a leash. Um, but if you go back, if you go back to the quote there um, and, and throw that back up, I think he says something that to me. Once I read it, I was like, oh, this is this is him really kind of outwardly publicly saying Chris Paul you got to get in line for us to win he goes um he goes it's not going to look pretty for the majority of the year for some guys some are going to be in and out of the rotation guys are going to be and then blah which I just mean he has to do things that may not all the way with vibe with how they see themselves I think some are going to be in and out of the rotation is kind of his view of saying Sometimes Chris Paul is going to come off the bench. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's going to close. Sometimes he's not. I do think this is a lot about that because the season does hinge on is Chris Paul bought in or not? Because if he is, they've got a real shot at being a very, very good team, a title team. But if he's not bought in, Sam, I don't think they have a shot of winning a championship if he's not bought in. I, I agree with you. I also think it's about Kuminga because we know this is an issue with Kuminga. And I, think no matter what they say they have all made a decision that they think Kuminga is the young guy with the most talent I would agree with them they also think his talent specifically is the type of talent they need which is if Kuminga develops properly he's like another Wiggins he's another six seven six eight maybe seven two apparently wing who can guard multiple positions 
and also be a threat attacking the rim. Both of those things are things they're sorely lacking, and they could they could use as many of those guys as possible, right? Um, and you know they traded Wiseman, but Wiseman was always like a seven-one guy who's kind of a drop center who wants the ball in his like where that's not fitting what they want to do. And Moody, Moody already fits; they know how he fits, but he's not the physical force that Kuminga can be. So it, to me, it sounds like you know. I know you see yourself as the next Kawhi Leonard. That's not happening, dude. You're you're going to be a glue goon wing guy, and we're going to win. And you know what? Your time will come where you get to play with the ball and be more of a playmaker if you buy into that. But you're going to do this now, or you're not going to be on this team. That's the way I read his the way they're feeling. And I think the the most important thing to to take from this is it's no more Mr. Like nice guy with Steph. It's kind of, I'm setting the standard in July. Well, I guess we're in August, but you know, he's been doing it since July. I'm setting the standard. You either get on this or you're out of here. I'm not doing the, Oh, he'll come around over the course of the season because we tried that last year and it didn't work. Glue goon wing guy is a great, uh, great way to describe what the Warriors always, always need, which is what Andrew Wiggins became when they won their last championship. Exactly. Um, the two biggest S factors this season, two biggest question marks. They're not Draymond Green, even though he just sounds just ridiculous all the time. It's not him. We know what Draymond's going to be in the regular season. He's not suddenly becoming a 38.3-point point shooter, but he's also not going to suddenly become a bad defensive player. He will carry this defense to a top-10 defense. He will he do that. He also, like, like say what you want. I, I saw people comment that this was about Claire Draymond. Those dudes are always the same guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Clay is a shooter. If he's open, he throws, he shoots it. Guess what you want? You want him shooting the ball, you know? Draymond never dogs it on defense like he they are who they should be. It's about other guys filling their roles. They're just not as good anymore. So they need other guys to be better. They need Andrew Wiggins to actually play next season. Maybe maybe don't take half the season off for for whatever reason. Maybe Jordan Poole, who now is Chris Paul, don't turn lead the league in turnovers and kind of just do weird things all season. So can Chris Paul, can you do that? Can you buy in the role? Right. And then with Kuminga and Moody, who were, you know, zeros last season. Well, Kuminga, Moody was a zero. Kuminga was like a slightly uh, average role player. Like, he, he played 20 minutes. He was solid. But, like, can you get to become a, an above-average role player, which is what we think Kuminga can, can it, be. And can it be, all, it, can it be all season, not like, yeah. oh, we got to bench you for a month to get you to buy in, you know, yeah. which was, yeah. like, their issue. Like, Kuminga had a half of a very good season. Yep. Yep. He needs to have a and full the, season now. Um. I think that that's what Steph is probably most concerned about. But um, also, he seems it's not like he's saying this passive aggressively. He seems like he's just kind of stating a fact like, hey, this is what we need versus versus kind of the I'm going to make an IG post about it. No, what kind of like LeBron fit in or fit out. I don't. I don't feel like that's what he's doing. He's just saying like, hey, this is this is what we need. This is it right here. That's it. And, and we're not getting into it, but Steve Kerr's doing the same thing. It's it's very direct. It's I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's mean. They're just saying let's set the standard for next year. This is what we want. This is what we're expecting from you. 
accept it and buy in. And if you don't want to, I guess we're going to have to look at making a move a different way. I, I appreciate it just because look, man, they're older. We saw last season, you might as well just shoot the shot straight and then live with the results, right? This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy. All the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. I think it's time to bring up our special guest. It's time. From Niner Nation, my guy, Kosh. Kosh, how you doing, man? Doing fantastic. What's up, man? I was listening to you guys talk about the Warriors role players there, and I was like, you know what's one issue that the Niners don't have? They've got a bunch of dudes. They just don't have solid quarterback play when it matters but they got a bunch of dudes though you don't got it you just start off like that just fire coming in you know i agree with you by the way is that the uh is that the is that the is that the tower next to you is that the is that, uh, yeah, yeah we're across you. from the uh we're across from the elon elon's palace over there well, uh, luckily nice. there was no uh x strobing into my bedroom <laughs> but uh i could see it like literally go up and then they took it down like two days later unbelievable but, yeah man Okay, doesn't know how San Francisco works. Thanks for joining us, brother. I was Appreciate gonna you say, for me. I was gonna say, uh, I feel like that the problems we're talking about with the Warriors, which are more chemistry and communication and just buying into your role. In general, I I don't think those exist uh, on the Niners in any capacity, and like on football teams, I, I guess they exist when you don't have an identity in general, but like it's it's not really an NFL-based problem. No, I don't think so. And it was funny. I saw, like, over the weekend, Travis Kelsey, like, punched a teammate. And I saw Draymond's name, like, tagged in it, like, on the, the video post. And I was like, it's so different because in training camps, you end up with a lot of fights or melee, right. whatever the case is. And it's just not a big deal. But something like that on a basketball team just ends up being blown way out of proportion, right? So, yeah, very different. That's what Draymond would say. It's like sometimes you just punch a guy. It's not that big a deal, dude. <laughs> we just move on. <laughs> I mean, the Niners had who was it? Juwan Jennings the other day. I feel like last year it was Fred Warner a few times with Iuke, right? So, but this year, I mean, last year I felt kind of like, hey, those are those are good players. Juwan Jennings is kind of you know whatever. It's like ah, he got into a fight. <laughs> who cares? Type of thing. No, it was like Brandon Iuke and Fred Warner last year. And even when they were getting into it, you'd be like, all right, you know, they're just building their identity, right? You never look at it like those two guys are going to ruin the team chemistry. Whereas I guess maybe it's just, you know, there's 52 some odd guys and just the nature of the sport is more physical. It's football, more man. Pilot, yeah. Yeah. Right. You just don't think about it the same way. Yeah. All right. So where's your, look, we're pads went on this week. This is peak like 
social media time where everyone's overreacting to everything and none of it really means anything. But where's your head at with the Niners going into this season relative to other seasons? It's funny. And I don't know if I've told either of you guys this, but it feels like we're watching like election coverage. Like you got Fox news on one side, you got CNN on the other side. um, (laughs) And you just get like the most extreme versions of what happens on a day-to-day basis. And like, you can see like each side has their like inherent bias with like the quarterbacks. And it's like, they're like reporting stats. And I saw this, today and it's like do other teams actually report like quarterback stats at training camp like no one else tracks like completion percentage That's amazing except for the Niners and it's like guys we're taking this like way too seriously like it's just camp like let's see how this thing plays out um and I think my take has been kind of the same all all like offseason which is Brock Purdy like he played eight or nine games in the regular season he had a couple playoff games like he showed it in the games, like with this group of guys, like he's able to lead an offense. Like they were extremely efficient. Like if he's healthy, like he has the benefit of the doubt. Like he should be like the leader in this race, you know, coming into camp. And then Trey Lance, like he's clearly improved his mechanics. He's working with a new quarterback coach. He looks better. He's his just throwing motion. His footwork is better. He's been a little bit more accurate this camp. And then there's Sam Darnold who like, has the tools, but has failed at other stops in the NFL. And then we'll just kind of see where it falls. But yeah, it just seems like certain groups of Who, people have like who's Fox News bias. Who's Fox News <laughs> and who's CNN? So which one? Which one's Grant? Which one? Which Ooh. one is he? Is he? Which one's hey, Lombardi? Hey. I think this the beauty is, uh, is it depends on your personal perspective. Yeah. Right? yeah, I was gonna say like, is this like politically based? Like, uh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble like trying to like name guys to certain things but i mean you know what i mean right like yeah it, yeah, yeah. It like those two guys are like just on who's, who's one spectrum, american like, news network <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like the majority of, of fans are like you know our team is stacked like they signed javon hargrave who was probably the best free agent in this class um they're getting some of these young nobody guys talks about it by the way yeah. nobody talks about javon hargrave not a soul nobody cares yeah and it's like this team is like has like a couple weaknesses, right? Like you could talk about right tackle. You could talk maybe like safety, has some question marks. But outside of that, it's like this team has stars everywhere. And yet they consistently talk about like the same. same no, no, no. Because, I'm, well, I'm going to talk about the same thing. I'm going to ask you about QB. <laughs> this is what I truly, I'm going to talk about Sam. I'm sure wants to talk about Cole McKivitz, but I'm going to talk about Trey and Sam. So <laughs> it feels like to me, correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like to me that they're going to do their best to trade Trey Lance here in the next month or so. They, they're completely fine with Sam Darnold being the number two. He's probably good enough to be a backup quarterback. Brock is the number one. I, I agree with that. He looked great. You, you got to give him a shot to start. You can't just bench him after what right. he did last season. So they're comfortable with that. Brandon Allen, if they can carry him on the roster, feels like they would, they're okay with that. It's a number three. So they've got their three guys. If they think they can get Trey Lance for like a it's third like round pick. Anthony Lamb fetish type of thing. <laughs> or are you talking about Brandon Allen or Sam Darnold? Yeah, Bra- Brandon Allen. Brandon was Allen, just like yeah. It's just like, I don't know why you give this much attention to this guy. Yeah, that's a conversation. Exactly. I mean, he, seem, he seems fine. He's a third guy, third guy. So it feels like to me, Akash, that they're doing their best to say, Trey Lance looks great. He's really progressed. But secretly like hey let's flip them for a third or a fourth and let's just keep this moving because if we have to hear about trey lance and sam darnold all season that's just where the war nine oh the warriors that's just not where the niners want to be they're trying to win a championship they're just no. trying, they're not trying to talk about a backup qb all season long right am i wrong yeah. there 
No, I think that's exactly it. And I feel like a lot of people miss that when they're like, how is Trey Lance not going to be on this roster? He's clearly better than Sam Darnold. He's clearly better than Brandon Allen. People were freaking out. And it's like, guys, there's like a bigger portion than the player, right? We're talking about a backup quarterback battle. And part of the backup quarterback's job is just kind of to be invisible, right? To be low key, like low attention, like kind of be the quarterback's best friend and not draw attention to yourself. And if you had Trey Lance, you know, as your backup quarterback, for example, behind Brock Purdy, I feel like that would just continually, you know, cause a stir during the season. Like say Brock Purdy has a bad game. Say he throw, throws a couple of picks. Say he misses a couple of throws. Yep. All of a sudden you're going to deal with like, well, Trey Lance would have hit that throw. Well, yep. Trey Lance would have thrown that ball away. He would have been better. Like let's play him. And it's like, I don't think the Niners want to deal with that all season long. Like they've got a roster that's ready to win a championship. I don't think this window is going to extend much past maybe like next season. They've got like a two-year window and they're trying to capitalize on it. And they're not in the business of like seeing what they have in a quarterback. They just want to roll out their week one. They're trying to be the number one seed and host the NFC championship game versus, you know, playing on the road. And they're trying to have a quicker start. And they don't want to deal with any of the hoopla of like, is it Lance? Is it Darnold? Is it Purdy? None of that stuff. I think they believe in Purdy. They're, you know, he's shown that he's been, healthy right it's not like he's had setbacks or he's had elbow issues and they would ra- much rather i think internally roll with darnold and like uh if darnold and lance gave you the same output just because he doesn't come with right. maybe the baggage that lance does do you um so that ties to something else you're saying you know maybe a two-year window which like i get it's the nfl if it's not age it's contracts like it's teams yeah. don't stay together long enough do you get the sense? Cause the one thing I took from like clips I saw was like, they seem very focused and aware of how small their window is like a hey, George Kittle, Debo, yeah. a few of these guys, just their, their general demeanor comes yeah. across as like, this might be our last shot at the whole thing. Yeah. Like you guys were talking about Steph and how he knows like, Hey man, we're getting older. Like we can't put up yeah. with the BS from last season. Like, like it's championship bust right now. And I kind of get that sense from the Niners too. And it's a little different in the NFL, right? It's more based off of like salary cap, age, things like that. And yeah, across the board, like Debo Samuel, like this is probably the first off season where I feel like, man, he's like been training the entire thing. He's coming into camp in shape. Like he's taking this thing seriously. Brandon Ayuk, I feel like he's going to be talked about like a top 10 receiver. Ooh. You look at defensively outside of Nick Bosa, who's, you know, out, he's held out because of contract reasons. Everyone else is just, it feels like the whole team is dialed in right? Coaching staff down. I think they know what's at stake, right? They know that, you know, their, their windows right now, they've got a team full of guys that are in there, like physical prime kind of maybe towards the tail end of it. They know that like contractually, it's going to be hard to keep like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and some of these other guys on the roster next year. Um, and I think, you know, they feel confident that like, okay, they've seen Brock Purdy now, if he can stay healthy, you know, they feel, they feel pretty good about their chances. And the other thing is the NFC is really weak. Right. Like all the good quarterbacks. You look at all the good quarterbacks. It really is just kind of Philly. And right. It's just Philly, San Francisco, maybe Dallas. You kind of throw into that mix. Maybe Seattle, if they can kind of come together. And you look around and you're like, man, we should have a pretty good shot if we're healthy, you know, going into January and we can come out of this conference. And then all of a sudden it's just one game. So I think that's how they look at it. Makes sense. Um, Outside of the quarterback position, what is your biggest roster question with this Niners team like what, what do you think like quarterback's going to dominate first second third fourth discussion but outside of that it, it, I mean it's a pretty complete roster 
It is. It's a, it's as complete as you can get given, you know, just salary cap constraints, all that type of stuff. I think the offensive line probably is the biggest question mark, and especially that right side. I mean, you got Trent Williams. Aaron Banks really came into zone last season. I expect him to take a leap. Jake Brendel's back. Um, he had a good season. You know, he he's not great, but he's not bad either. He, like, fills a void at his price tag. Uh, Spencer Burford, year two. I think the big question mark with him is he rotated with um, – uh, what's his face? Dan Brunskill last season. Dan Brunskill's no longer here. So now he's going to be asked to play full time. So it's like, can he maintain his level of play? And then Colton McKivitz. You know, I know Mike McGlinchey got shit on on social media for, you know, just his terrible plays. But he was, you know, he played all 17 games. He was largely consistent for the most part outside of some of those bad plays. And it's like, can Colton McKivitz just maintain that level of play at tackle? Just because edge rushers, especially now in the NFL, like every team has two good edge rushers. And so you really got to be, you got to have solid tackle play. And the Niners didn't necessarily address that this offseason just because of their cap issues. They didn't have any high draft picks. Um, but, and so they just chose to roll it back with McKivitz. And we'll see I don't how under, So I don't understand. So uh, t- help me understand their philosophy because they, they spent a ton of money on Javon Hargrave, who's the best D lineman, what, top 10 D lineman probably in the NFL. Easy. So yeah. those are, they're stacked. They've got Bosa, uh, Hargrave, uh, and they've got Armstead. They've got Drake Jackson, who looks yeah. like he might be uh, good. How come they don't allocate that money to the offensive line? You look at the Chiefs, they've rebuilt their offensive line. You look at the Bengals, they're like, oh, Joe Burrow for his ACL, let's figure it out. Phillies consistently got the best offensive line in the NFL. How come yeah. the Niners don't just say, let's just throw Hargrave's money at offensive yeah. line? Because I'm not saying the D-line doesn't need Hargrave, but they, they can get away with not having Hargrave. I, I don't know how you can get away with Colton McKivitz, man. Like he, He's probably not good. They, they might be screwed. <laughs> And then you've got Jake <laughs> Bendel, and then these you talk about these other guys like cool man, but they're probably not good outside of Trent Williams, who's also hurt like five games a season. So it's like, what, what are we doing here with the O line? Yeah, I think part of it's just their like organizational philosophy. They believe in like stacking the defensive line, whereas like Philly, you mentioned their philosophy is like both sides. Like we need to have good offensive right. linemen and good defensive linemen. And I think maybe it's like Kyle Shanahan being like an offensive play caller. He's he's thinking like, okay, we can get away with like an above average offensive line. Like I can play call my way out of this. Whereas like defensively, I have no control over this defensive line. It's like all about the dudes, less about the scheme. And so they invest on that side of the ball. And I think the other other part of it is like McGlinchey, what he makes on average per year is very similar in cost to what Javon Hargrave makes, mm. except mm. you get a way more premium talent at that mm. price tag. So I was going to value standpoint. You're just like, I'd rather have this guy. Well, I was going to say, there's also just more D linemen who hit free agency yeah. who are impact. Like, I just can't think of a good O lineman or like right. a, a premium one right. who hits free agency. So, I mean, McGlinchey was like top of the market. Like he, he got, got paid insane a money. He got, he got paid, paid a lot. lot. And you're, and if you ask the majority of Niner fans, like you would speak to this Andy, like you'd be like, my God, like he's making that much. For the, for the type of I'm ready to move on. Give me a better, yeah, exactly. And then there's nothing out there. It's 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 hard to watch the the this O line. Some it's it's all. I'm sure Shanahan's thing is like I can probably his thing is probably I can paper some of those concerns That's right. because I'm a genius, you know. Which That's right. I mean, he he does he does have a great scheme, right? So I just sometimes it's just man, like that O line does get destroyed. <laughs> Man. Yeah, there's some there's some plays like you know you're watching like 60 offensive plays a game across 17 weeks. There's plays where it's rough for Mike McGlinchey or some of those guys on the interior too, right outside of Trent. And I think their thing is like, okay, if McKivitz is as good as McGlinchey, but we're only paying you a couple million dollars, 
we can live with that because yeah. a couple seasons ago we went to the NFC Championship game with like not even McGlinchey. McGlinchey's backup at right tackle, yeah. so we can yeah. live with that at a lower cost Oof. and just spend that money elsewhere, right? Yeah. It's like this pie that you're trying to like divide. So, I so I'm kind I'm kind of it. thinking to myself, it's like it's like you can't get the ball to your four studs on offense, Debo, Kittle, right. DMC, and Ayuk if you yeah. can't stay in front. But it's like. I don't know. You can always just hand it off to those guys. I mean, it's not that That's hard right. to throw a five-yard slant unless you're Trey Lance. Right. Apparently, it's not that hard. <laughs> Let's end it on screen this pass. The Debo hits different. <laughs> they really say Let's... he can't throw a short pass. It's kind. Of, it's like man, you remember when Cap couldn't throw a short pass? Like he would just laser a five-yard five pass. But he, but Cap would throw a great deep ball. Just, just terrible. He in the would. Short one. He would. Man. He would. Let's end on this one. What are you most excited about this season? I yeah. feel like this season's the most complete roster they've had in Shanahan's era. Like, I think this is the team. Like, 2019, I think, like, kind of snuck up on all of us that, like, followed them, right? Like, they weren't very good in 17. They added Garoppolo. He got hurt in 18. But 19, it kind of just snuck up on you. Maybe internally they felt it. But, like, this season, you look around and you're like, my God. Like, they got studs, like, everywhere on this roster. Like, Brock Purdy looks healthy. Like, there should be no excuse as long as they're able to stay somewhat healthy for, like, why they can't make another deep playoff run. Um, so, I think that's probably it. And I think, like, the urgency from the team is very evident. Like, they all realize, like, shit, our window could be closing in, like, another year. Like, we got to, like, like we've got a special team. Like, we've got to make use of this. And it feels like they're just, like, like you mentioned, like, more serious, more urgent, like, from this yeah, point urgent, onwards. Yeah, the urgency stands out, yeah. Right. And so, I think that that excites me. Versus are, are, the previous are they more talented? Like Screw it around. Are they more talented than the hardball teams? I think so. I think yeah. so. I mean, top to bottom, you look at like their running back room, like Christian McCaffrey, like Elijah Mitchell, like he can't, he doesn't say healthy, but like when he's healthy, he's a good running back receiver wise. I mean, Brandon, IU probably going to be a top 10 guy. Debo Samuel. I mean, the season he had a couple of years ago is unreal. George Kittle, top two tight end. Do not, do not talk me into drafting everyone on my fantasy team though. Don't <laughs> I don't trust, I don't trust Shanahan at all. That part's hard. So. Because they, they divide all that stuff up. And then defensively, yeah. you look across the board, you're like, they were like a top two defense, and they basically got everybody back. They added a safety in the second round. Um, new defensive coordinator, but I think they'd be able to like keep up that level of play again on that side of the ball. So it's like hard not to be excited with the level of talent they have. You're like, they just have to put it together in January I'm, and February. I'm not convinced they have a better defense than the peak Harbaugh defenses, but I, I could absolutely be convinced they have a better overall team. Yeah. So yeah. I think we'll, so. We'll I see. mean, they've, they've got better play calling too. They just, I mean, they had cap who's a lot better than anything. The, the, the Jimmy G has that's been right. and, and, and Brock. So that, right. I mean, as it always comes down to that's as, a neutralizer, as, right? As a Niners fan, you know, it always comes down to the same bullshit. You just, you don't got a quarterback. You're that's not going to win. That's how life goes. Yeah. Yeah. They've got four it, quarterbacks though. So, you know, they do. They do. And it's hard, right? Like, my like find a fifth one. <laughs> you, go, you guys go through like eight months of the regular season to get to like what really means a lot, right? Like April, May, June. And now it's like for the Niners, you're like, God, they got to stack like a good September, October, et cetera, et cetera, to get back to the playoffs to make a run. It's like all about January and February. I'm ready. Like it is for ready. Warriors, right? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I need let's, the pain. <laughs> I, need I need it. Akash, appreciate you. Anything you want to plug before you get out here? Nothing else, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on. I, I watch you guys all through the playoffs, and I'm excited to get back to that, honestly. The offseason, especially in basketball, is tough, right? But I'm glad we got football, and I'm excited to get back to Warriors. Bro, let's do it. All right. Appreciate everyone. Take off. Appreciate it.